Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, I'm happy that the the term atmospheric river really hit the mainstream in golf. Uh, everybody understands what, what, what those bring. And uh, I'm sitting here just hoping my power doesn't go out. Um, as it's that bad, super huh? windy. Yeah, we'll see. The shed door might just like blow open too. Oh, I don't want that. We can't have a disruption in the middle of our, our big Monday recording here. Haven't been um, able to get it to close here uh, from the inside. It's a problem. What does that mean? What do you mean? I can't get the shed door to close all the way. Has that always been the case, or is that a recent issue? I feel like sometimes I can get it to close. It's just an effort. So usually it's you know <laughs> oh, it's like always a jar. Okay. I did notice that when I was there, it was kind of just open open into the the courtyard or whatever yeah like i from the other side from the outside i can get it to close and i lock it up you know yeah, yeah sure, sure 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 but from the inside i can't really get the door to close the handle doesn't really work you know on the inside I, I expected it to be more woodsy but it's just like out back in the backyard like i thought like when you think shed like you're walking in the middle of northern california woods and there you are recording and then we got there it's just like I don't know. It's off the back patio or porch of your house. So I needed it to be more sort of bucolic or woodsy, something. Not just I mean, not just like the garage out back. I mean, what? I, I don't have a very big house. Demystifying the I know. I, I know. I, but you think shed. I just always imagine you this Northern California woodsman. But um, I got I got to thank one of our listeners, too. They they um, someone must have gotten frustrated with our. Uh, directional talk or travel talk they somebody sent me a globe that's awesome so i east got a is globe east now and west is west doesn't matter if you cross a line the, the well, people seemed really infuriated by that discussion last week hold on hold on rightfully so what somebody somebody sent us a tweet i can't remember who i apologize but it's possible when you're doing the north, we're not going. We're not doing this. No. When you go no, over the no, North Pole, you could come no. out going the opposite direction. No. We're not not indulging this discussion right now. We'll have to look at the tweet. I'll have to find the tweet. I'm not going back down this road. I cannot believe you have it over oh, your shoulder right now. There goes the shed door. Oh my <laughs> god! Just knocked over the table out there. Flying out. Flying around. Flying around. Just, what are we at? Could they be playing golf in this right now? Or are they oh, being soft down at Monterey? It's a pretty miserable day. It's I, I it mean, seemed I, like there were some real safety issues. Yeah, I I don't I think they made the right call. If it I, I do. It was safe enough to go out and capture plenty of social media catnip video for many, many people, but I guess not safe enough to have crowds and play golf. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monterey. I, I think it's 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 not nice. It wouldn't been would have been amazing to watch, but it would have been 
honestly, like some of these wind gusts I just saw. I mean, it's almost knocking over the bamboo outside my uh, outside my shed. Bamboo is a hardy, hardy uh, plant. That's what I'm there. saying. Yeah, that doesn't, uh, you know. Stuff, Especially, well, those so. Monterey trees, they they have such shallow roots. That's the problem, right? Uh-huh. Look at this, a horticulture pod we got going on here at the top. So I do see the globe over your shoulder. We have such a great audience sending you globes that help you kind of understand the way of the world, north, south, east, and west. I love that. Love I came, that. my daughter was so excited about it. Good. That's great. She thought it was a toy for, for her. Do you have that with your anytime any package comes? Yes. The kids think it's theirs. Yes. yes. I wanted it opened immediately. Right. Anything from, I mean, it gets tricky around different holidays and stuff because they just, because it's like supposed to be hidden and secret, right? You know, around maybe December. So, yeah, that, that's a problem. So, great listeners. Now, now we got a, a warning of a t- tornado warning you better be careful while we record this we don't yeah, have down to do at pebble this. oh oh really and and up by me mm, be careful that's weird for the coastal coastal region i, I would imagine so um shout out to uh i gotta shout out the basketball team that whipped our our butt today bunch of little fifth graders sixth graders they were listeners they came up <laughs> gave me high five after the game i could not i was like it's like shell shocked, but they were good. Little flower kicked our butt. We were not ready to play, so they were they were impressive. Um, Do you think they yeah. got up for the game because it was against no, you? No, absolutely not. I'm a no. We were not ready. We were terrible. Not prepared. They were good. So, um, all right. You want to talk about live? Is live now? Or do you want to talk about window? golf circuit? What do you want to talk about with Wyndham? He shot sixty. Got a. a questionable drop 16 from burrowing animal uh more more twitter uh rules officials yeah claiming he was stomped down to where he then dropped on a poof not a tough but a poof somebody Uh, said somebody in the replay today that they cut that footage of him stomping down in the replay broadcast on sunday what that that's damning did that happen though i mean i'm not gonna say it somebody got Somebody tweeted it. I guess it could be true. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm not calling their integrity into question. I just don't know that I have it confirmed on my own eyes. So, DC uh, Jacks on Twitter. He shot 60, made 190 feet of putts, gained five point something strokes on the field. Um, There's a big, bold yellow, big, bold yellow box on his scorecard he signed for the new course record 60 that says, this was played under preferred lies. Just shining yellow right there on the scorecard. Um, I like it was an amazing round of golf. I think a lot of the the scoring was done on the back of his putter. Um, it's obviously helpful to have the ball in hand uh, from a portion of many fairways. Um, but it was a fabulous, fabulous round. I think he gained relative Five. to the field what like eight. Five point eight, five point three putting on the green, and then like eight or nine, but nine on the field. I think. Yeah, he was third in strokes gained approach in the field. So this was done with the putter. He was he he hit the ball really well with a great iron play or really wedge play. I gotta say, (laughs) it's amazing to see Pebble Beach. It's just a pitch and putt. 
Yeah. Especially when, I mean, there's just something about it that feels so little deflating. Yeah. I mean, like the Rory, rough didn't matter. The rough was actually like kind of advantageous in some points, like because it keeps yeah. the spin off the ball. Like literally, just blast it and then then wedge it up there. It's, it it feels was sad. Just like not. I I don't want to say it's not golf, but it, it it's just a far departure from entertaining golf. I, like Rory nukes a driver over the corner on fourteen and it just plops. Like doesn't move a foot. That's the, like the fastest ball speed just flying over the corner. Of course, there's a great amount of height on the drive. But yeah, it just it, it was a little deflating to have it like that. But congrats to Wyndham Clark. He may or may not win it outright at 54 holes, no cut. Uh, he's 17 under, so clear, currently one, one shot ahead of Lud, Ludwig. What are we going with now? Oberg? Oberg. 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 Okay, hard G, Ober. I guess. It's it's kind of a month Do you month think he right knows how to pronounce his name? He might not, because it's A-Bear, right? Solid, uh, soft G and a hard A almost at the Ryder Cup. What are you, you're just staring out the window. Are you well, worried? Well, I got my, lamp, my lamps flickering. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, the chance of this pod finishing Should up. Should you not be podcasting right now? No, we're fine. We're fine. Right. We're, the only For thing I'd worry reason. about is flood. Flood, then the shed goes just, would just go, that you know, sailing down the floodwaters. All right, let's move it on then. Uh, anything about, what else about Wyndham? I don't think like, anytime somebody does something great in golf, we try to pop it or, or sort of, take a little shine off of it. It was done under preferred lies. It was a great round of golf. He's an incredibly talented uh, player and putter. I think we talked a little bit about this at the beginning of the season, but with Wyndham Clark, if he, you know, last year, obviously he's coming out party and everybody looked at the majors and were like, after, after Rom, it was kind of disappointing after Rom and Brooks, right? You thought you were going to have this all time year. And you, and then it might be a little disappointing with Wyndham and, and Harmon. And, you know, listen, like if Wyndham wins like four times this year and or three times or something like that and becomes really like a preeminent, like regular top 10 player in the world year after year after year, then we're going to look back and be like, that was the launching point of Wyndham Clark's career. Right. So I think this does matter in a way, um, just in the sense of like for the legacy of last year's majors. For, and then for the way we just think of Wyndham Clark, right? This is a big event. Obviously, like, I think, like, Ludwig's been super, super impressive. Um, he's really good. Um, I don't I don't think this is ahead. breaking news or anything, but, like, he's really great. He's hitting it past Rory a little bit on some of his drives there on uh, Thursday, Friday. Um, getting back to your original first point about pitch and putt, it's a, a fabulous, incredible round of golf. It was nine shots better than the field average or the strokes gained on, on the field. But these numbers just don't have much context anymore. And I'll include Joaquin Neiman's 59. I'll include uh, Bryson DeChambeau's 58 last year. I'll include this 60. Like, breaking 60 now just doesn't move you in a way that it used to and that's not to sort of uh take the accomplishment down at all 
but that was a that was a real record up until I don't know 2015, 16, 17, right? And just like the context around that has dramatically changed. Yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons aspects of why, but yeah. I think they predominantly lie in equipment, right? I don't want it's, it's not it's the driver, I, it's the ball. Yeah. It's the yeah. putters. I mean, the putters are are crazy now. Like, go hit a putter from 1999, and hit hit a putter from now, and hit it off the toe, and just you know, it's it's crazy. Like you, yeah. you know, everything's gotten so much better um, in the game, and I think the players have gotten better. Players are better, and they're more but, and they're more intelligent in a lot of ways too. Yeah. But at the same regard, oh, there goes the door. Oh man. Big boom. Um, I don't know if you can hear that up through the Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Um, it's just wide open right now. Um, but anyways, uh I think like the players have gotten significant have gotten better. I think the problem and like where maybe they should start to like think uh, think about some stuff is like, do you want this to be the way people talk about your career is always the question of technology, right? Is it fair to them? I don't, you know, it's don't like want, not like they're developing the technology, but they are certainly resisting any any potential technological change. It is stupid to yawn at a sixty or a fifty nine. Like I'm not, but it is more of a, a, a. Would you analogize it to these NBA guys recently running like yeah, everyone scoring sixty and well, I mean that. The sixty-five and seven. The changes of the of the game. There, obviously, the defensive changes were huge, right? The way they called the game, physical, yeah. So yeah. you know, if you if you're not a fan of basketball, they made rule changes where you can't be as physical playing defense, and that has led to this offensive outburst. But similar to golf, there's been advancements in in training. There's been advancements in the understanding of the game and how to play the game. And that's led to like a rise in three pointers, just like in, in, in golf, it's led to like a rise in people hitting drivers as they've started to learn more about the game. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the difference is, is that there aren't shoes that are helping guys jump like two feet higher. Like there are drivers that are helping guys when you don't hit the center of the club face, get rewarded. That doesn't exist. And I think this is just like, there are more great basketball players than ever. And the defensive rules allow for more offensive play, right? The ball is not drifting back to the center as it arcs towards the hoop. You know, if you're offline a little bit on three pointers, like, yeah, yeah. that's right. Right. And I Um, think the same could be said about like football is, you know, like the offenses are better. And the ch- rules, there are some rules changes that have helped, but like mm-hmm. overall, the offenses are more, are more well put together, right? Talented, smarter, yeah, it's faster. Yeah. Yep. Um. So Pebble Beach, we'll get to live here. I think, I think live I at a monster store. Give me a monster second. Sunday. Hop up, yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, drop dead time, according to Gary Young, I believe. Uh, I think I saw this in the AP article by Doug Ferguson. <clears throat> um, they're going to try to play on Monday. The it's it's a issue. I think on 
Sunday was a lot to do with the wind as Andy attempts to close his door. Today, uh, it started raining Saturday afternoon, evening, poured all overnight. Uh, they're going to get more on Sunday, more on Monday. And apparently, the drop dead time is 10.15 a.m. local time. Are you still time. talking? Yeah. Oh, I'm setting it all up. Uh, 10 15 a.m. local time is the drop dead time on Monday, Andy. I've now said that maybe three or four times here as I filibustered. Um, so that's whatever, 1 15 Eastern. C- Doesn't get it seem shot too again. early? Couldn't get it to shut. Yeah, it does. All why week they've been be, playing it so early. Why Why is 10 15 the drop dead time? They're going to call it the 54 hole event. Why can't they go at. I, I, can't they play until 5 30 or so? Six, maybe? I, I don't get it. I don't they get can play why. At least till five thirty. Okay, that's sundown. But then, what if you have a playoff? But I they don't have. Care. This is a signature event. Also, like this is one of your big events. So you're saying, like, what would happen in a major if this was the case? Do you think they'd just be like, oh, we're playing we until Tuesday or Wednesday? So if right? you're the tour, take your events seriously. I love the rule, like, we are not going to start unless we know we can finish the whole thing. Uh, so they're not going to start it. But they're also, <laughs> I mean, they wake up, they got like three, four hours to figure it out. When you could play uh, another seven hours beyond that drop dead time. It's it's a little weird to me. I get that, you know, that doesn't mean they're starting golf at 10.15. There's rolling tee times and there's warm-ups and all that stuff, but just feels a little early so we'll figure that out on monday it would be kind of a huge bummer if it's just boom done washed out and wyndham clark's your winner not because we don't want wyndham clark to be the winner but just it's a disaster for the pga tour and i think that's a good place to segue to live it's our first sunday without nfl football since september first sunday PGA Tour is all set up for this uh, signature event at their maybe their most scenic tour, you know, regular recurring stop on the entire schedule, and they are simply not present with no NFL. Now you've got Liv, who some questioned why are they going up against like these signature events, or they're they're not running from really marquee PGA Tour events this year with their schedule. Liv now, as we record this in a playoff, Sergio Garcia, Joaquin Neiman. Uh, both vying for the solo title. The Legion 13 uh, has cruised to a to a team title and it's it's maiden voyage here uh, with Kieran Vincent, Tyrrell, Caleb Surratt, and John Rahm leading the way. So they've already won that. Liv, though, captures a little bit of this vacuum with no NFL and no PGA Tour golf. Um, yeah. I don't know what the ratings will be, uh, but... They were I there's, I it, it seems like people no were watching. On. Yeah. And you have Rom and you have it's a season opener. It's not it's February. It's not, you know, the Greenbrier in August when people are doing their own shit outside being being active, right? Like live I think struggles when people when like it's seasonal, when when ac- outdoor activities come online. And that's not to say the tour does, doesn't either, but I think like the it's tour struggles, the golf yeah, struggles yep, when totally. that happened. So I think they really got a great spot here with the Rams debut and uh, no, no, really no real sports competition. So, and I'm noticing, I don't want to say it's been like legitimized or normalized yet. Uh, there's still 
questions about it. But like, I don't know, the Arizona State golf team is tweeting about everybody locked in to live. Justin Ray is, you know, friend of the program offering context and stats about live. There's they had a whole open field to run solo today. They're going to be in Las Vegas next week with the Super Bowl there. And clearly they'll get some guys. <laughs> Who do we hear is they're trying to put on Radio Row uh, Bubba and somebody else is no. I think another player. How's to, Sue Ann not going to be on Radio Row? I don't, but you know what? They'll be present. They'll. I'm sure they'll leverage being there at the same time as a lot of people in town. You know so who they? What they should do next week? Get Tom Brady out there to hit tee shots. <laughs> Eagle-eyed listener tagged us in on that. That was immediately <laughs> aggregated everywhere. Tom I mean, Brady, if you haven't seen it, tops a drive. Uh, did he contend? He tweeted about it. Was that his first? Was that his first tee shot of the day? Claimed the driver was right off the rack. I, I don't get. I didn't really understand his tweet. But it was incredible. Um, his reaction yeah. was incredible. The whole just, film by Mike. I forget his last name. Was perfect. It was so He's, good. He, he stands like to the ball, dying, just lying, dying like, laughing, lying impotently five yards off the <laughs> tee box. Pans back to the son of a sullen Tom Brady, who does like this sort of practice swing of some sort to, I guess, hide his shame in the whole matter. But it was a great, it was a great uh, clip. But After, after watching uh, the pro, the AMs, I, I think that we may look back one time sometime in the future and say that the problem with Saturday at AT&T coverage was that they didn't show enough of the shitty shots from the AMs. Oh, yeah. And that that was the issue. It wasn't that they were shooting, showing too much AM coverage. They were showing the wrong AM coverage. Oh, and not enough of the wrong AM coverage. Early when I did this job, I mean, some of the great highlights of the year was when they get the cameras on Boomer, Chris Burma. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. These worm burners, <laughs> screamers. You know, it's like 15 feet off the ground, like sliding off the cart path off the property like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Tom Brady, I feel bad for him. But, you know, nobody wants to play golf with the cameras on you when you're not a professional. But uh, that was a great little movie. All right. Honestly, between that and the match, Tom Brady's brought me some of like my favorite golf moments of the last five years. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a that shot. I will never play. forget that shot. I'll think about it every time I see Tom Brady. Now is the that. top, the, the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And walking off the tee, like he was trying to play it off like he didn't top it. Was he? It, there was a little bit of like the little arm motion, and kind of like the exasperated, like like blow. You think he was playing it off? What are you talking about? Do you think he was running? Like there's somebody up the fairway. Do you think he was out of breath on the first tee because he was running wind sprints again? He's running 17 mile drive, just running around up and down. That looked like spyglass, right? It looked. It didn't. I think it was maybe, spyglass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a. I I don't know that. I think it was spyglass. It, it didn't look. It, there wasn't a lot of frame to judge where it was but it looked like spyglass um getting back to live all right so momentum like i said at the start of the week they announced the whole roster 
it's a different league now. I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive collection of talent and the gaps at some of the tour events is probably also noticeable, but uh, a good probably start to them. Uh, the other side of the coin is um, when nothing else is going on, you bring a lot of new viewers and now they're also paying attention to what they're watching. Um, and I'm not sure everybody loved it. We had a couple of people texting us that are totally impartial. Like this is a joke. This is, this is awful. There's pre-canned interviews. It's terrible. I don't know that that's the case. Like there's a bunch of really good golfers. I guess my question is, I still have no real context for it. Like there's the warm embrace of the majestics being terrible. Phil being bad. Like, Obviously, there's a familiarity of Pebble and a lot of these tour events. Well, there's I just a, don't how, know how why. Do you say that, how do you say there's not a familiarity of Mayakoba and your boy, Brendan Todd, running around <laughs> dominating the there? I just don't know. If Did you see what w- demon got in the cave bunker? No. He hit like it in on the purpose? cave bunker. He hit no, it. He hit, the- yeah, I think on Saturday, he had hit, hit a shot out of the cave bunker. Was that the one where he had the illegal drop to two stroke penalty for not dropping on the line? Same thing, I think, as Rory. So shot 59. I just think it still lacks a little bit. Like I'm looking at it and, you know, Dick Bland makes an ace and there's not a peep there. And I'm just like, why am I, why are they playing golf in Mayakoba right now? Like, what's this for? What's its larger purpose? Had a little bit of a WGC-esque vibe to it. Like, where I'm not saying they're not competing, but there is a little bit of flatness for me. I, I totally respect if it doesn't, if it still pops for you, but I, I think it's much more formidable and a, a viable sports option for you on this Sunday. But it just at times felt like I was watching the Pro Bowl version of whatever's supposed to, and, and tour events have that same, can have that same impact too. How'd you find it? The real momentum for them, though. I mean, listen, like, Golf with Neiman, Sergio, and Rom contending, that's like a yeah. good tournament. I mean, we, awesome. Yeah. I do think, like, I think this is the, the tricky thing about pro golf in general is that the 54 hole tournaments will over time lead to more bunched up leaderboards and more exciting finishes, but also won't reward the best player as much. Because there's just not as much, you know, that's the way golf works is that as you, it's a game of small margin between the hundredth best player and the best player in the world is a very small margin and that's accentuated over time. So the shorter a golf tournament is, the less likely, you know, the best player is going to win. But the shorter the golf tournament is, the more likely you're going to have a playoff like you have today. And, and, so, and I think like we're not to like an even split. I th- think there's still a little bit more talent on the PGA tour, but it's like getting pretty close to a split. I saw somebody did like a projected Ryder cup team with Phil and tiger as captains. And yeah, you know, why don't we make this happen? Well, I don't think this is going to happen in, for a while until things are settled, uh, like settled on what's going on. But when you look at that, yeah, like what, the PGA what, Tour is a little bit deeper, but at the top, it's so similar. Deeper, probably, but yes, the top is similar for sure. Did the Mayakoba do anything for you? Did it have like, I'm not suggesting these guys aren't competing or trying their hardest. 
it had a little bit of like Pro Bowl purposelessness to it. Like, what? Why is this happening right now? And why is it happening in Mayakoba? I know I can ask the same question. I do ask the same question about a lot of tour events. Did it do much for you? I think it ca- captured a new segment, probably. Um, you know, I think that there's there's a lot more commercials than last year, but I think that okay. in general they have a nice cadence of how they show golf shots. I don't, it feels tighter. I don't know if I'm right about that, but it feels like they go to the shot and there's less time between when they cut to a guy and when he hits the shot. Do you, do you agree with that? I think that's right. Yes. It feels like I've watched, I see more shots. Yeah. Just like not, I'm not saying more shots because there's less commercials. I'm saying I see more shots per minute. Right. I agree. I feel it feels like like that way on the DP World Tour a lot of times too when you get that broadcast. I see a lot of people bagging on the the team stuff. And I don't mind it. You you question the team names, but I don't, I don't like the like... team the team names are insane. I mean, they're they're terrible. Like they, they I actually, don't there are good ones detri- out there though. There right? sure there are. <laughs> like Anything Those fireballs, the fireballs are the chief of like, I, I chuckle every time the fireballs are mentioned, right? Yeah. I think like anything that has some sort of a tie to golf or something, Legion 13 is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Right. How about Rom having to get I, interviewed after he like kind of spit the bit on the individual and talk about Kieran Vincent. He didn't seem like he transitioned well enough, but he didn't seem thrilled. Like, I, I actually appreciated that he didn't say some bullshit about like they wanted him to be like, well, we yeah. won anyways. You Such know, an honor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very happy that he retained some uh, version of himself. Grumpiness. Or, yes, 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 yes. I Wasn't will all. say also. I think it's just a matter of time before he just goes nuts about the music. And and he he looks like today, it seemed like he almost had so many Shooter McGavin moments. Like where he just goes off on some fans. He was super fidgety. He seemed upset about... It does not seem like he likes the music. I can't... I don't get under... I don't understand people bagging on the music. I don't. I don't think it's revolutionary or cool or great at all. But it does does not bother me one bit. I'm completely fine with it. So people seem to think it like delegitimizes the entire thing. I think it's completely fine. But Rob, Rob does not maybe maybe not be fully on board yet. But he's got a team win here. So uh, they're driving them in carts in this playoff out to the fairway. Speaking of more less time in between shots, they jump jump in the cart. And scoot They're up to running the out of daylight. They might have a Monday finish too. <laughs> what was what was Sergio done an hour before everybody? He's like the charity scramble where you come in, post a score, and start hitting the buffet. I just well, hope it'll hold up. And now you got an, a shotgun. Why is this group not in? We thought we were in a shotgun. Because Ram, uh, they well they double start off one, so there's one A, one B. So there's more eighteen. Okay, all right. Oh man, here it goes. Here goes the door. Jesus Christ. Um, anyways, the... Uh, <laughs> he was sitting around for an hour. Well, I think the other thing was Rom got put on the clock twice. Slugger. Both days. Yeah. I'm impressed yeah. that they 
administered the penalty on on Waco. Do you think Neiman should be playing in the Ryder Cup or not the Ryder in the Masters? Res? Oh, the Masters? Yeah, sure, of course. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I just. Yeah, I mean, this is just this is kind of why I, in general, just want the game to come together. I miss, I miss watching Wa- uh, Joaquin Neiman play against like the, you know, it's like it's great watching him play this weekend because I, but I wouldn't have watched live as closely if the tour was on. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is just, it's an incredible windfall for live. I think this week and next week with uh, being around in Vegas, Phoenix obviously will be big, but you know, just the tour getting wiped out today was huge. So um, we'll see playoffs still going. You got anything else on, on live? No, no. I mean, it's they, they had about as good as an opener and debut as they probably could have hoped for with, with the schedule falling the way it did. Um, all right, let's go on to KFT. Corn Ferry, Isaiah Salinda wins by eight shots in the Panama. Uh, he's been grinding. The Stanford product been grinding. It's the largest. This is Justin Ray. Largest margin of victory on the KFT since Sam Ryder won by eight at the tournament. Uh, <laughs> I got a press. It's press release seasons, like New Year. I got one that Sam Ryder had re-upped with Ryder uh, trucks. I was just like, oh, my God. Just another avalanche of sam Ryder ads are coming another year of those but uh isaiah salinda largest margin victory since sam Ryder won in 2017 on the kft by you know what like by all accounts this was the kid from stanford to watch you know yeah yeah um played on walker cup really really was a good player great player um and this is why turning pros hard, like there's nothing guaranteed. And he played some bad golf and, you know, struggled probably with confidence a little bit, but you know what? Like he's, uh, he's looks like he's probably heading to the PGA tour and mm-hmm. he's still only probably 25. And so it should be fun to watch. Like people bloom yeah. at different times. And, and I think like right. there's never been a question about talent with him. And it'll be great. Similar vein to like not Norman Jong the same, but like it's great to see these guys like Rico Hoey last year, Norman Jong, Celinda this year, guys that had a lot of hype that you know got kicked in the mouth a little bit by golf, by pro yeah. golf. And yeah. this is why I mean, this is why it's such a compelling sport. Right. Yep. Uh speaking of people have been kicked in the mouth and back on top. There was a good chunk of last year. I think Dylan Fratelli, the frugal one, couldn't break 80. It felt like for, I don't know if it was injury related or just lost his game, but he wins. He goes to the Middle East in Bahrain championship and wins on the DP World Tour. He beats Xander, not Shoffley, Lombard. Xander Shoffley, or Xander Lombard by two. And Jesper, not Parnovic, but Svensson by two. So Jesper and Xander, Dylan Fratelli beats them both uh, to win in Bahrain. Uh, Maybe he'll finish get- fourth. Bumped up to business class or something, or, or a premium economy plus on the way back from Bahrain for for, Zan, uh, for Dylan. Now that he's three hundred and ninety euros made about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that right on the conversion? I'm not going to do that right now. Roughly, yeah, sure, sure. I don't think so, he's going to bump it. <laughs> congrats to Dylan Fratelli. Big win. He needed that. Good, good for him in Bahrain. Um, what else happened? Oh, and, Phil, and uh, Bernard Lahner 
tore his Achilles. Really sad. Was looking forward to his sort of master send off. Obviously not going to be able to play in April. And, Imagine uh, he's going to roll it over to 25, right? Yes, and do the whole farewell. A true Masters legend. Saturday also, our Friday, or maybe Friday, our Friday episode, we talked a little bit about this. Reading between the lines or reading the actual lines between Rory and Spieth um, seemed to be they, they were at odds quite, quite significantly uh, on maybe welcoming or trying to figure out how to reintegrate live players and unify uh, Rory, there was an Alex Maselli report on SI.com uh, where Rory sort of added a little bit more to that uh, disagreement, I guess, or, or different point of view. says, I think uh, the calculation is different than a year ago because we're potentially about to do a deal with Piff, who owned the large majority of Liv, and hopefully seeing things come back together here at some point. I think the nature of the conversation was different than it would have been a year ago, he said, about how talks should be with Piff. It's crazy. When you think about that, Andy, I was thinking today, this time last year at the Mayakoba event, it was basically rampant rumors about all these guys asking how they could get back to the PGA Tour, like notable headliners for Liv. Like, this is a disaster. They're not paying for the caddies to fly. You know, there's they're not paying. There was that the Shipnuck report on like a, a player meeting, right, where they were shouting at like, what's going on? Like the, the, the equity arrangement. Like there was just a lot of moaning about Liv and it not being having its, you know, uh, T's crossed and I's dotted and players are potentially trying to get back on the PGA tour. Now here we are a year later and it's got like solo position on Sunday with a great, pretty strong roster while the tour does not play. Uh, it's quite a change. So the, just going off of Rory's quote about the talks being different than a year ago. Um, McElroy confirmed he had an hour long conversation with Spieth. Spieth wanted to see if everything was okay with McElroy after he decided to take himself off the top player group text. I'm all for just removing myself. From he just removed text. himself. It's, it sounds like. Oh, I love, I love that's, when people remove themselves. That is a sub, sub. That is a passive aggressive move. Uh, I, I'm all for being on fewer group texts, though. I like that. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. I quote Roy. I, I just the want, best part about it is it just says like, I would have loved to see that. It's like this, the players. <laughs> Rory McIlroy has left the t- this conversation. I think that's what it says. Speeth wanted to see if everything I have a was friend, okay. I have that's a friend crazy. that does that all the time. He just leaves really? group conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing move. It's kind of a power move, alpha move. Um, quote, I just want, this is Rory, I just want to remove myself from the fray a little bit. Literally removed himself. Uh, I talked to him about his comments. This is again Spieth on we don't need the piff money. So it's sort of from last week. And we had a pretty frank discussion. Spieth believed that both he and McElroy are on similar pages. While McElroy said they were seeing eye to eye on most things, there are still some issues. My thing was if I'm the original investor that thought they had they were going to get this deal done back in July, I'm hearing a board member say that, you know, this is Spieth, a board member. We don't really need them now. How are they going to think about that? What are they going to feel about that? McElroy said in recalling his call with Speed, they're still sitting out there with hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions, that they're going to pour into the sport. And I know what Jordan was saying. I absolutely know what he was saying and what he was trying to say. But if I were Piff and I was hearing that coming from here the day after doing this SSG deal, it wouldn't have made me too happy, I guess. Now, those are Rory's comments. Pretty, again, don't need to read between the lines too much. Kind of presenting his position or, or his thoughts on the matter. So um, 
reaction? You want me to go? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Rory is probably not helping matters with the board. Like, I get the board's frustration in Hawaii when, like, Jordan's like th- those guys' frustration with Rory on the soccer podcast, saying, you know, just shooting from the hip. Like, it may not be. It's. It, I could get why they would be frustrated if you're on the board. That said. I tend to agree with Rory, but that's not that doesn't matter at all. Rory has had to be out front and center commenting on this issue for over a year now, um, taking a lot of arrows, fighting for, advocating for, defending, and trying to compromise for his tour. Not all these players were out there talking. Um, no. Spieth maybe included. And Rory took a lot of arrows for that. Um, Ricky, Ricky was out there defending the PGA Tour. And so I think whether it's maybe whether it's you know frustrating the board or not, I think Rory now has probably earned the position to just keep talking based on everything he's done and seen and been inside of the last two plus years. So he kind of has the position to do this, in my opinion. I, I think that that's the the thing, right? It's like when nobody else would step up and talk, he was the one talking. So you can't be upset when he's up there talking now and, and speaking his mind. If you're, if you're Spieth, if you're yeah any of those players on the board, because everybody, so few people, so few people, I like, I can think like Max Homa, I thought was pretty strong on the anti live stance. I think Justin Thomas was pretty strong on anti being anti live. And I thought Rory like John Rom was pretty strong, <laughs> but outside of that, you know, you didn't hear much from the top players and to see comments from like Ricky this weekend about how, you know, these guys should be penalized when Ricky was very, very much courting live <laughs> looking across the bar at him, making eye contact. Yeah. And in a way he was, you know, like when, when these rumors have, when, you know, these rumors and, and I, we will never know the full, you know, substance of the rumors, but I don't feel like any of these rumors came about much of many, almost all of them came about because there was some mutual interest in each other. (laughs) And every time one of these rumors came about, it was really bad for the PGA tour. So when Ricky was on the verge of going basically all summer, that was a bad thing for the PGA tour. It was just something hanging over them. And so just in general, if, if somebody wasn't, I, and I don't want to, but like if somebody wasn't very pro PGA tour, I feel like this whole, Oh, these guys should be penalized is kind of ridiculous. Because you were penalizing the PGA Tour all along by not being very pro tour. Does that make sense? Yeah, a little bit. I also think these guys are like, they're just, you can tell that money's the most important thing to them. 
and making sure that they are taken care of is the most important thing to these guys. Taking care of relative to their neighbor who they maybe won more than or, you know, find to be more valuable. And I think they're really, really missing the boat on, on the whole, like how this thing goes the next 10 years and what they're, what they're, how they make money. If you get these, if you get all the players together as equity holders, I mean, there's a lot of long-term ramifications of that. A lot. And I think like a lot of them center around the five biggest events in golf. The Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship, the PGA, and the Ryder Cup. None of which your tour owns. But as of right now, all those events get a fairly low-cost rental of the players. In, in comparison to the way every other major sp- pro sports league works with collective bargaining. So, yeah. you know, as long as these two tours are, are split, the majors have all the, all the negotiating power because they are the one time that everybody gets back together. Yeah. But if you bring everybody under the same house, yeah, it's well, a really, uh, really good deal and a really good situation for the players. All right. Well, it seems like that is clearly f- festering. As a, I, I think Roy's. I guess I don't know if I said it's counterproductive, but I guess I can understand why the board would be frustrated. Seeing a lot of this stuff out in public, but Roy has a position, feels strongly about it. He's advocating it right now. Um, it's different than it was a year ago, as he said. So, oh my God, this playoff is just pitch black they right got the now. lights on we recorded the whole monday thing. We finish thought we, would, we thought we'd be in 10 minutes it would be over with at the 10 minute mark and now we're at the are we gonna miss one of the great finishes of the year 45 minute mark um do we have to filibuster to stay on no i don't think so you do got we? any other other stuff uh i don't think so I'm pretty good are you gonna go down to pebble tomorrow no are you think they'll play um, I, it looks kind of dicey. I think the afternoon will be fine. It's just whether they can get off by 10 a.m. Right. You right. know, here's, here's Sergio from Los. Seems like balls. seems what? like this chip's important, right? Yeah, looks like it. I love the red and black. Um, such a bad bad outfit. <laughs> Here's my thing with the team names. I don't think you could make any good team names that like I, you'd have to attach them to already existing brand team names, like whatever the South African rugby oh, team is that's with them or something Australian rugby, like, or, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. And all of a sudden it's like Seahawks golf or something. I think that would be the only thing because the TGL one, as it's been explained to us, like, the names are always going to be bad. So we just tried to make it attached to some sort of regionality and maybe it catches on within Atlanta or a Boston. Those are Atlanta drive because of how bad the roads are. I don't know. No, I think it's because you drive a golf ball off the tee, I believe, but maybe there's a double entendre intended there, but apparently they're like, it was going to be bad. The names are going to be so bad anyways. And people would laugh and mock them that we just figured we'd try to make a regionality X uh, or they would try to make a regionality of it. I don't know if that's going to work, you know, or, or it's, 
Is there a strong Boston connection with whoever? The ball Not frogs? Not Hatton anymore. <laughs> the ball frog. So I, I don't know. They want to keep an element of team golf going here. I, I did notice they had, they brought a big giant bottle of champagne with like a selfie stick, a camera on top of the bottle. They Do you think it's a fat cork? Some fat so- cork? No, I don't. Social media producer was trying to get like Surratt, like show them the ma- uh, like sort of the mechanism. Like you pour it and the camera catches you. And like I think Surratt was like, dude, I'm I'm 19, man. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. Uh, so yeah, they got it all planned. Oh, Joaquin Neiman is your winner. Breaking news here uh, at the end of the shotgun start. We filibustered it up. Sort of the team names and champagne talk. Uh, uh, Torque gets its first solo win of the year, and Joaquin more Neiman fuel for the uh, the Neiman uh, majors run. It's yeah, a total of zero uh, official world golf ranking points beating Sergio in a playoff round by a shot. Mean Dean Burmeister was in the mix. Brooks Kepka uh, got near the top of the leaderboard. So it was it was good. Uh, it's good leaderboard, I guess, down there. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it'll probably fade a little bit. This is a good two-week stretch for Liv. So uh, they should be. It's come a long way. That does it. The Sunday, Monday episode. Hopefully we have golf on Monday. Subscribe to the Friday newsletter. We'll have a lot of writing on that both Monday and Wednesday on whatever happens. So, and, and look ahead to Phoenix. Got anything else? Ready to ca- call it off? I'm ready. I'm ready to be you done. Get your door shut there. Well, Talk to you guys on. Clo- oh, something came into it. It picked up something on the, on the latest swing open. I don't know what that is. Like a leaf or what are you talking about? A fence? Looks a, like a, a branch or something. Twig? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting dangerous <laughs> out here. <laughs> Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. 